going on, my friends? So here we are today with my man, Corey Allen. And we had the, I think it was the pleasure for you, but I don't know if it was the pleasure for me throughout the whole trip, but the incredible value of the experience of sharing that ayahuasca journey down there in, uh, in Peru with Gandalf himself. And Corey's here to blow your fucking mind with some stories. <laughs> Really, you know, I already laid mine out there, and that was like that was like the junior varsity. You know? <laughs> I tell those stories to Corey. And he goes, "Oh, that was a really cute experience." That's really, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, all, oh, all, no, all experiences, all stories are valid. Yes. You know, it's we know, we know. We're just players, kidding. Man. But man, welcome, man. I haven't Thank got you. to see you really since uh, since we got back from Peru. And, and I see you're looking great. I was just commenting on that. You're looking fit. Thanks. Looking good to go. And, and then we figured out the reason why. Yeah, that's right. I started eating meat after seven years. Oh, shit. You see that? You go down, you do ayahuasca. You think, oh, I'm going to come back all conscious vegetarian. No. This motherfucker went down a vegetarian, and he came back eating barbecue for breakfast twice. and steak. Two twice. days in a row. Two days in a row yeah. and steak for dinner. All right? So don't give me any of this shit about, oh, you're going to turn into a vegan now. No. Ayahuasca tells you some real shit yeah. sometimes, right? It had the opposite effect on me, man. <laughs> shit. You know? But, like, and it... You know, the, the the idea that people think that, you know, you're going to go down there and become a vegetarian or whatnot, that's like, if they if people think or say that, they're really truly missing the point of, you know, uh, of the entire thing. Because mm -hmm. something like that is such a, like, a skin deep, just insignificant part of of the packaging. That's a, that's a, like, the 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 shallowest layer of a, of a person's individuality, you know? I agree. Whenever in truth, the um, entire personality can could be considered irrelevant you know in the big picture by some some of those people would be a person that's in this chair Corey, when you when you make love to someone do you just go straight in <laughs> or do you flirt a little bit do you like do you like make out with them because every, every time we have this podcast you just go straight in i mean you go into the anal of consciousness yeah. <laughs> like right off the bat i mean you don't even warm anything up well, here's we gotta, okay. gotta ease these people in you know a we're pinky, talking about vegetarian put a, put a pinky in yeah first. you know relax kiss the neck you know Whoa. blow in the ear i don't know whatever your move is well, here's the way is like i look we have an infinite amount of time and to me that's also the the balance that is having no time so there's no time like now man yeah, just no get time going like I, I don't want to i don't want to kill these people with small talk man <laughs> but i do want to hear man. what was so we're down there doing ayahuasca what was the specific realization that that allowed you to think you know what it's cool i'm gonna have some meat well i think that during one of my my peak ceremonies uh we'll call them peak is in like the, the the highest deepest and most rich and uh, full of information uh I was shown that the, the structure of, of how everything in the in the cosmos is connected. It showed me the source of the universe, you know, which, um, you know, talk about hopping right into it. That's, you know, that's one of the, the greatest truths and, and bits of information I was given was showing me the source from which all things flow, you know, which what that looked like was just billions of tiny neon mandalas. Like if the entire sky was was nothing but but neon mandalas like if you like think about the matrix but multi-layered and multicolored and flowing in every direction as far as you i could see complete blackness around you in every xyz axis you know except for the sky and it was just flowing like this river and it was all bits of code you know and it it showed me and told me how that each individual, each living thing has got a piece of this mandala code inside of them. And that code is made out of... Now, a piece of this code or are they entirely comprised of this code? 
there's like a, a line of code inside of them, uh-huh. right? And um, that their their body is is like a container. It's like they're like a, a driver, which is unaware that they have a passenger in most cases. Most people live their entire lives without knowing that they have this code of the cosmos inside of them. And what that source is comprised of is pure energy and love. And love, not in the sense of the way like I love Chinese food and I love that couch, but it's 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 a... a a, a word, a symbol with our mouth we've applied to a phenomenon which transcends our ability to to put real language and words on it. It's the feeling, that energy of, of, mm-hmm. of that we're talking about when we say love, that magnetic thing that kicks in inside of us. It's that, you know? And uh, it showed me how that those pieces of code have been going on for aeons and that whenever somebody, a, a human, an animal, a, a plant, you know, any of those things are are living that... Um, a piece of this code is issued to them from the source. They live their life, and that, through the act of living, they help perfect that code. And when they drop their body or their container is 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 uh, gone, the code returns to the source and is issued into another container. And it said that's why you'll meet some people who seem incredibly wise and incredibly well aged whenever they're in their early 30s or early 20s or something and you'll see meet some people in their 40s which seem like babies you know it's because it's this new fresh code right Mm -hmm. um well not new to new to them not new to us per se um so you know in that that did a lot of things that not that i had any i you think (laughs) you think that did a lot of things did a lot of things i'd hope so a couple of bells (laughs) that was interesting now back to fucking world of warcraft let's let's just keep this going no i'll change the shit um now, you know, and a lot of things, of course, but, you know, one of the things is that, you know, I'd, I'd worked and dealt with the idea of death a lot over the last decade or 15 years, but um, I had no problem with it. I actually kind of looked forward to it because I'm just excited about the idea of it. You know, not like I'm going to go, like, I'm not actively seeking it, but I'm okay with the idea because I know it's another layer to the, you know, the fabric of the cosmos. And I'm excited to see what that layer is. And I have no fear about the idea of me, like if you're in a plane and you look down and you see a city and you think about yourself not being around anymore, you'd be, you'd be pretty hard to go. That's not going to work without me. You know, yeah, it's like, it's yeah. all going to be fine without I remember, you, you do know? you remember that moment where you realized your own mortality? I remember mine oh, very sure. clearly. Yeah. I was sitting in a hotel room in New York and I was looking down at all the taxi cabs and I, I came to term with, with the fact that I was going to die. And I just kept looking and the only comfort I had was like, well, I guess everybody's gonna die. But it was still like this really melancholy kind of mm-hmm. sad thought that I was gonna die and everybody was gonna die, everybody I knew was gonna die. Really kind of weird thing that everybody has to cross at a certain point. And then hopefully through some of these journeys or whatever practice you have, transcend those fears that are a bit juvenile in nature. Totally, and I look at it also as like, I have the same feeling as like, holy holy shit, man, everyone was born. Everyone had to be born. <laughs> holy fuck, what a harrowing experience that was. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, after, you know, it really just that, that last bit of like safety net I had in my brain about the idea of death, it was like, you already, you know, on an intellectual level had sorted it out and were comfortable with it, but on a heart level, here, it's all fine. This thing is this recycling, perpetually generating process that's perfect, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, I'm leaving out a bit of details here, but I also realized that plants were psychic during this experience, you know, and so seeing that it really- You'll have to explain that uh, uh, at some okay, point, but okay. continue with the thread. Um, footnote, everybody, so footnote, plants, plants are psychic. psychic. We'll get back <laughs> to that. that in your pocket. So, um, you know, it, it, I really started like, 
um, came to terms with the idea that it's this this giant perfect system, right? Mm-hmm. And that um, I used to have, you know, my compassion was directed so much more at the individual, and I would almost have an anxiety about people whenever I could feel that they were feeling a certain way. I could feel their uncomfortableness, their sadness, their like their hopelessness, or any of that. It would I would almost have a obsessive compulsive urge to try and help with that and and you know give my energy towards them to make them feel more comfortable and and so forth and um, that really was lifted because whenever I saw that um, that system it made me see everything on a layer above the individual Mm -hmm. it made me see how it's this giant source that's feeding into everyone like there's there's a a string going as a little marionette show a string going into everyone and I became more interested in and honoring and a marionette and, show that maintains free will, right, making, right, <laughs> right. Making it you, well, much can, more differently. That's a that's a whole other podcast. I think we can choose our choices. I think is that's what free what will else is. Free will choosing yeah. your choices. <laughs> I think that's a, so. Um, you know, in that, so I mean, we could go on that forever. But in that, whenever I, I came back from Peru, um, the idea that 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 repulsion I had to eating meat. And it wasn't like I didn't want to eat meat. It was something that just slowly over time, the more I thought about it, the mm-hmm. more it got to where I was like, hmm, I can't like, I would try and put it in my mouth and it make me feel nauseous. It wasn't like one day I decided I'm going to be a vegetarian. I just started eating it and, or, you know, I slowly kind of phased it out. And then one day I just stopped and was like, all right, well, fuck it. But whenever I got back, that that feeling, that block was gone. That wall, you know, was gone. And so I was like, all right, well, try some fish so that's the long <laughs> that's the long road to, to becoming not a vegetarian yeah, yeah for sure go. first go back to the source code of the universe and then <laughs> and then maybe you can enjoy a steak i, no, I, but recommend, I recommend that for everyone regardless, <laughs> regardless of your regardless desired result of, yeah yeah no that's really interesting what you say and you know it, it, the way that you saw it confirms a lot of other things that i've seen in a lot of other traditions where you know, they basically talk about that universal force. They don't usually use it in the term of code, mm-hmm. but they'll say, you know, source. And there's a piece of source. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's that piece of source or piece of God, which is a really challenging word. People freak out when you oh, say yeah. God. But so you say source. So a piece of source in all of us, that's all the same, always connected, but all the same our own. And that's that, you know, dichotomy that, that always exists. What is in, you know, as above, so below. What is inside, so without you know, that kind of concept and cool that you're able to actually see it visually represent, represented. Like yeah. These little, like, that was one of the ones Mandalas. where that was, that was one of the ones where I was sitting in kind of, um, a slumped over Lotus posture uh-huh. and I was just to my, you know, seeing all this, I was muttering to myself under my breath. I was just going, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? I was like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Holy shit. Just like looking at that, just, and then I kept giggling because I, it was so, um, utterly mind blowing. I was like, "How is this even possible that you know that I'm I could see this? You know, how is it impossible?" But there, it, there it was. There you know? it was. And then so realizing that you know somehow that we're these we're these vessels and this perfect process exists, partaking in the vessel of another, you know, kind of code vehicle, seemed to no longer be right. Issue, right? right. It's like that, that's going to be okay. That's like a that's a container for the you know yeah what the what really matters is the code right. which you can't eat right right <laughs> you're not exactly. gonna eat that unless yeah. you're the highlander and yeah. you're absorbing cow <laughs> wendigo <laughs> if you're eating code you're doing some brujeria man <laughs> you're going we're going way too deep yeah. you're eating eating anybody's code <laughs> like pac-man style serial killer serial code eater <laughs> no no good 
Um, right on. So let's let's back it up a little bit. You've never done ayahuasca right, before, right? And I invite you on this crazy journey to Gandalf. You immediately are like, yeah, yeah, man. of course, yeah, let's man. Fucking, would, let's do this. Why would anyone say no? So so lead us through kind of the experience, like as far as some expectations, and then through some of the some of the journeys. Let's tell some stories. Sure, sure. So uh, I mean. I, I, after you asked me to go, I was super pumped, ready to do it, and um, was happy to, to jump in there. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really have any anxiety about it, you know, or, or worry about the whole thing. Um, mainly, I just had to think through the, the process of, of, of getting there. You know, mm-hmm. that was my main thing is, okay, take a flight to, you know, to Peru, which is no big deal. But then the, you know, taking a, a, a internal Peruvian flight to another city yeah. and then taking a bus to a river and taking a boat, you know, down to, into the middle of the jungle. Uh-huh. Um, just, it took a, a couple of, you know, like a couple of days of processing. And I was yeah. like, okay. Once I thought through it, I was like, oh man, this is easy. And what I usually think with travel, it may be helpful for anyone that has like, um, issues with travel, like if they're going somewhere crazy, like you know, like um, Bangkok or something, where they're like, "Oh my God, how am I going to get around?" Think about how many like hundreds of thousands of people do that every day. You know, like it's fine. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be, it's all good. So anyway, um, got there and was was uh, super pumped and happy to meet to meet uh, Don Howard. He's what can I say, man? You know, what can I say? He's um, quite a amazing spirit. Yeah. Um, among among many other things, quite a a, um, from what I learned, he's a master of masters, mm-hmm. you know, well said. And, um, so, you know, it was great. I think the second day was when we did our first ceremony, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause so we, it was good. So that we was got at the, the first, yeah. We not a lot of time. First night we're shredding leaves and, <laughs> yep, yep. and pounding out ayahuasca vines. Oh, which yes, which a good, uh, a nice tidbit is, well, the first first day when we got there, I think we went to the ayahuasca kitchen and helped uh, Don Robert mm-hmm. uh, make some make some of the ayahuasca that we would have later. And uh, we each uh, we each went up to set an intention. <laughs> we were each given a, a piece of plant. You know, um, I I feel like Howard was giving us in particular ones. You know, mm-hmm. for the specific person, he gave me the bovinsana plant. You know, of course, and uh, and bovinsana is like a heart opening, very friendly, yeah, kind of kind of like the love plant totally yeah. totally so uh went up there to the pot and was looking at it, and this is the first poltergeist thing that happened to me you know and as as a quick pause and a quick aside like as my personality is i'm 50 50 percent i said 50 i'm i'm 50 percent you know scientific materialist 50, i'm 50 percent scientific <laughs> materialist dog but this this is a good uh ramp up what i'm about to yeah. say <laughs> uh, i'm wearing stan smith's man i can't i can't not say it Anyway, a fifty percent scientific materialist and fifty percent new age spiritualist. That's you know I'm I believe everything in a matter of percentages, not in that. Five percent of people understood that, right? <laughs> and I'm on the a, ninety-five. A, a so. non-Aristotelian thought process. Right. It is not A or B. It is A and B in a ratio in between those things. Mm-hmm. And I look at all cosmic matters or you know things of supernatural even or extraterrestrial in that way. Um, I don't believe them hard, but I don't disbelieve them. You know. Right. Um, I think that my instrument, my nervous system is a flimsy little, you know, broken old TV antenna that can only pick up a very tiny f- bit of the frequency that's going on in this universe, which that was, exp- I was given a, a larger antenna <laughs> while we were in Peru. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, 
Um, so I, I just came to everything with open mind and open heart, you know, and uh, so I take my plant matter and I go up to the the uh, the boiling pot and we're supposed to set an intention. And, and I looked at it and, you know, breathed a little bit, breathed in some energy, breathed it towards the pot and and uh, put my my plant in. And my intention was, you know, let me um, spread as much love as possible, you know, to to the cosmos, not just to people, but to the some some sort of bigger picture you know and uh, i looked at the pot and as i was looking at the bubbling uh water i felt like a voice like marcellus wallace from pulp fiction that was what it sounded like and it was like as if the pot was talking to me and in my head i heard him go we bad motherfucker and we're gonna do this smooth like <laughs> which then became the theme that became of, the theme, yeah. the theme of the ayahuasca trip but the cool thing about that is apart from it just being funny is that it really was where there's like as i said the first poltergeist moment where i was like oh wait a second i just heard a, someone else's voice inside my head and it looked like it was coming out of this pot and i'm stone cold sober yep. you know so okay so i was like all right okay, well things this, are gonna get weird yeah, <laughs> i was excited yeah i was like great yeah um so you know uh, my expectations were like basically i thought you know so many people have done this your mom has done it you know mm -hmm. um so it's i thought you know let's let's go with it and it's it's gonna be all good you know and so um it was it was fun going into the maloka the ceremonial maloka where i was a little you know i was on time you know i'm always i'm never late i'm just <laughs> on time so <laughs> i go in i'm on time you know and uh everyone's sitting around you know you sit in these these one larger circle everyone's on their mat and then within that there's a smaller circle and everyone's on their mat and then there's a you know ceremonial table at the, at the head of the room so whenever i walked in there was just candles lit of course they they cut the power off and you're in the middle of the jungle so it's complete darkness everyone's wearing white and sitting in the circles in lotus posture <laughs> and i thought oh great <laughs> <You know? laughs> what the hell yeah. did i get myself into uh, yeah so when does the orgy or the suicide begin <laughs> you know i'm whatever so that was fun but you know sit down and um you know, one of the most fascinating parts of it to me is that it's so highly ritualized, you know, and the space is highly ritualized. The process is so highly ritualized. Everything in the space is incredibly ritualized. It really, you you, you have to see it. You got to be there and you, mm -hmm. to feel it's the mothership, you know. And I, I had one night where I was sitting there looking up and I was thinking, if you can't do it here, man, you can't do it anywhere, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> so uh, especially with Howard and Don Robert, you know. Yeah. So, you know, one of the most interesting things to me that continued to to blow my mind was was Howard, you know, what, who you're calling Gandalf, his ability to, he, he would go around to everyone and, and put Agua de Florida on your heart and on your forehead, you know, on your heart chakra and third eye before each ceremony, he would say something to you. And it never ceased to amaze me every time before every ceremony, what he said to me. And I could hear him saying things to other people the the ability he had to say the perfect thing mm -hmm. and to know exactly i guess the, the the almost the scaffolding you needed to to be able to you know some deep intuitive intelligence yeah. where he's like i don't know why I'm, you can even ask him but yep. i don't really know what i'm gonna say it just i have an idea and i just go with it it's almost as if it's being channeled into <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly so uh yeah i mean you know the first ceremony that i did you know i was really my main um goal was looking for confirmations you know uh 
and confirmation of in my life throughout you know a lot of different psychedelic experience and and you know over a decade of meditation I felt in tune with what I thought was the source already, you know, before this. I could close my eyes and see flickers of what I thought would be something like ayahuasca consciousness. I could feel energies and things moving inside my heart towards other people. I could direct those things, you know. And um, I wanted to know if, you know, one of the, the things, this this type of thing gets so slippery, you know, the the, the mastering of the ego and, and the moving of energies because... You can start thinking that you're moving energy and you're getting in touch with the source, but really that can be the highest level of ego because you're really, you know, subjectively thinking that, but then you're believing in your own belief that you're actually doing these things whenever really you're just, you know, um, in a fantasy world essentially. Mm-hmm. And I wanted mm-hmm. to see like, am I really feeling these things? And do, is my heart as open and you know, open to other people and 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 whatnot as I as I think? So Howard comes over to me. And we hadn't really talked much, like, you know, it's it day two. And uh, he comes over to me and, and pats me on the heart and looks at me in the eye with this amazing, deep, deep look and goes, I see you, brother. I see you. And I was like, all right. And he taps me on the chest and he goes, you have a beautiful heart. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> he just scanned my brain, I guess. <laughs> or spirit, more, yeah. more likely. So, um, I mean, you know, the the ritual of them calling everyone up one by one you've probably covered this somewhere somewhere before in there and that you know they 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 give you what they think you need for that ceremony mm-hmm. i approached um was just you know my my heart was was not racing but it was definitely you know blood was pumping mind was nice and awake went and drank and i actually thought the ayahuasca tasted quite nice it tasted kind of like um kind of like cold this doesn't sound nice. Cold coffee, <laughs> but uh, it tasted sort of like like bitter coffee. But I like scotch and cold coffee and stuff like that. Or iced coffee, bitter yeah. coffee. The first the first time is the best <clears throat> it'll ever taste. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's a, yeah. It, that's well, I an described old saying it as like definitely true. I, I described it to my brother as like like you can drink. Let's say you drink Don Julio, you know, 1942 one night, and you, you it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But you drink like you know I don't know half a bottle, and you puke your guts up. And then two nights later, someone's like, hey, drink another half a bottle of 1942. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. And you drink it and you finish the bottle and then you puke your guts up. And then the next night, someone's like, hey, have another half a bottle of tequila. And you're like, oh, God, no. And no matter what it tastes like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's the impetus for you puking your guts up, you're yeah. not going to like it. So Indeed. anyway, so I, I drank it, went and sat down, didn't even wash my mouth out. And, um, you know, I, I started feeling after 10, 20 minutes, uh, the gravity ch- shifting and that kind of psychedelic, you know, force coming and and uh, I felt comfortable with it, felt good, and and then they started blowing the candles out, ceremonial one by one, you know, and mm-hmm. each one of those. And when there was one candle left, I started going, hmm, that little light is like that's my basis for like time and space, <laughs> you know. Uh oh, yeah. What happens when they blow that one out? Exactly. Yeah. So they did, and uh, you know. Um, I felt the the ascension take place slowly and steadily, and um, you know it was great. I mean, I, I felt uh, I felt warm. It felt welcomed. It felt very natural to me, very like just homey and like comfortable. Mm-hmm. And started getting a lot of interesting uh, visions there. And and I guess it's so hard to describe what the visions are like unless you've actually done it. I mean, I've, I'd read a ton of things about it before, and like you can't really know it, but. I suppose it's like, I mean, they say it's like lucid dreaming, you know, I guess it's like that, um, sort of, you know, but it's like, it's like seeing a, I feel like lucid dreaming though. You're like, 
generally confine the constructs that your conscious mind yeah. can think of, you know? Yeah, but this Whereas is the like shit a, you see there, you're like, whoa. I think it's it a never ending floating mass of snakes and feathers and light and energy and <laughs> mandalas. So I, I, did, I didn't see I that one, fucking, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a doorway. Like it opens your your mind to this other dimension. Yeah. But you know, you're still. I was still very aware that was where I was as far as being in a room. Sure. Like you know, in your in my visions, like I could open my eyes and see, even though it's pitch black, you know. But uh, if there was a little flickers of light here or there, like I could see, they would kind of like mix with my normal vision. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it would sure. mingle, you know. So I got a lot of of uh, you know interesting visions, and um, that first night. And one of the things that happened, the most, I guess, uh, relevant thing was that I felt like if there was like a softball in the middle of my chest, it just like, and that was my heart chakra, it like expanded like two or three inches, like it ripped open and I could feel like energy in there. And all the things I saw were what I had been seeing, you know, before I came there, but just in a much more intense level. And so I thought, wow, okay, I can feel my heart. I felt it open, you know, and I could see those things that I was that I was um, seeing, but just on a much deeper level. So I thought, cool, there's my confirmation, essentially. Now, oh, and also the nausea, of course, fighting with that. That was um, pretty pretty challenging. It's like if you drank a whole bunch of alcohol and then you're like throwing up at four in the morning and you're like, like oh God, and you're hanging on, but you're like, why the fuck did I drink so much? I'm such an <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yeah. I did have that thought of like, why did I drink so much? I was because I'm such an <laughs> idiot. Oh God, what am I doing? Uh -huh. Within that past, you know, um, with it, you know, the, the Icarus, it would almost feel like someone turned on a ceiling fan, you know, like blow some of that nausea away, or it would make it come up. You know, there's yeah, a couple sure. times they would move it around, jam into, start jamming out Icarus, and I was like, well, there's the my vomit just took the elevator <laughs> to the top floor, <clears throat> so. The, um, you know, well, well, the uh, second experience, however. So let me, so let me start. <laughs> let me, let me tell the second experience please. from my vantage please, point. Please. So I get through and I already told this story a little bit, but it was like this deeply introspective kind of soulful eye-opening journey where I was looking at, you know, some of my, my deepest shadows and knowing that I had to confront them later. And, but I was just kind of on the hunt and just very kind of soulful almost almost had a melancholy like here i am on the hunt that i didn't even know i have to chase this giant shadow down so i grab my flute and i'm still kind of in the medicine and i and i go up to this to the sky deck all by myself in the dark and the stars are there and i start you know playing a soulful tune to and, each and keep in mind that the star deck <laughs> the star deck is like in the it's not, it's in the jungle it's like it exceeds the limits of the property yeah right? yeah yeah okay. so, yeah, so it's like far, it's like far away from everybody and I'm just like playing my most soulful, soulful tunes on my Native American flute. And <laughs> then I hear, I hear someone from down, from down underneath the hill going, Prongi, Prongi. And Prongi's this, this other musician that we had with us. I was like, what the hell is that? And to your credit, he's Brazilian. <laughs> he's Brazilian, yeah. He's Brazilian. So I was like, they can't confuse me for him because I suck and he's really good. But I was like, all right, maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe he is calling for me. So I look down there and there's Corey just barefoot and I could just see your eyes glowing like a wild animal that you see startled in the brush. I was like, whoa, he's got a, he's got the crazy look in his eyes. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> he's like, hey, oh, Aubrey, oh. He's like, oh, do you have a light? And I happen to have a flashlight. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I got a light. He's like, okay. It's like, I want to come up. So, so I shine the light on him. And there was two ways to approach the sky deck. One is up this giant hill which is like at such a savage incline like 
only a ridiculous wild animal would try to climb that. And then there's this kind of winding walkway that goes up. But Corey just goes straight for the star deck, right? So I see him. He gets down on all fours, nails digging into the dirt, like feet like claws, just pawing it, like clumps of grass, like getting thrown, strewn about. Just this, yeah. wa- this just full werewolf mode climbing up to the top of the star deck. And you get up and you're like, you're like, buzzed you're like you're like someone hit you with like a lightning bolt yeah. it's like vibrating <laughs> and i was like whoa Wait. holy shit an alien boarded my ship <laughs> yeah, exactly and you start telling me some of the story about first oh the flute was amazing i had to come find it and then but check this out yeah. and so that's how i heard this first story that you're about to hear <laughs> that was the setting well, this time so this is just like a tarantino movie now we've this is the end and we'll come back to the mm-hmm. beginning so uh i'll tell this with uh two percent of the enthusiasm that i told you <laughs> at that time i was we saying we were joking about me being like doc from back to the future i was have like to marty yeah. i went to the future <laughs> totally we need fuel uh all right so basically you know that second ceremony I went in and I was in the zone, you know, like I felt so good. I felt ready because now, you know, I tested the water. I'd felt like it was like what it was like to experience it. And I was ready. I was ready to go deep and went in there. And I don't even know, this isn't, it's not my personality. You know, if I go in there to, to, you know, I'm on time again and everyone's already in there. I walk over. I like Parangi, our friend we talked about. He, st- I walked over and he just stood up, like as I walked by, and like looked at me. And I gave him a hug and kissed him on the side of the face. Which, I mean, I'm a hug. I'm happy to hug people, but I'm not a you know, type that goes around just kissing people on the side <laughs> of the face. And he was, ha- of course, he's a sweetie, so he was like, "Oh, thanks." You know, he was happy to receive that. Um, I went over to Olivia, your little sister, uh-huh. and uh, kind of pat- or gave her a kiss on top of the head and said, like. Again, I don't know why, but I said, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And I went and sat down and, you know, um, I just felt so like in the zone. Like it was top meditations, like Zen mode. I was Mm -hmm. just dialed in. So I'm sitting there. I'm just ready. I'm full of energy, just already just vibrating. I was like, I want a giant cup, you know, (laughs) they call me up. I go up there and this time instead of kind of kind of scooting my little feet up to the altar, you know. This time I sw- you know, I'm swaggering it up there, man. It's like Miles Davis walking out to Carnegie Hall, man. I'm just ready, you know. I go out there yeah. and uh, they give me the cup and I just feel this the, the highest level of meditative energy, you know, the highest zone I can get. I felt I was in there. And whenever I get to that zone, I kind of like, I'll, you know, happen with playing music too, where I'll kind of almost be looking out into space or something, but I can start seeing through the, I start, I, st- I guess I stop using my eyes per se and start sure. tuning right into the head. I got that instantly when I walked up there, I down the cup and uh, looked at their eyes, you know, Howard and Don Rober and enjoyed the reflection. <laughs> they, they, they looked pleased mm-hmm. with my state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I go, I sit down, I start breathing, you know, and uh, Howard comes over and, uh, you know, gives us the, the Agua de Florida and the little, the, the saying beforehand. And this time puts his hand on my shoulder and gives me this, this, this kind of shiny eyed look and just goes, Corey. And then walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Enough was, said. I guess he must feel the, the juice flowing, yeah. you know? So not, not 20 minutes probably into into the the uh, the ceremony i feel like a meteor just hit me in the chest just 
bang, right? And it was my heart chakra just like ripping open and just blue light just exploded on my chest. And the area around that felt like it was like a crater that was like smoking and searing with like red, you know, like comet uh, magma or something, you know. And it's just like searing there. And then like light is just exploding on my chest. And I was like, ah, fuck. And I actually grabbed my chest like this. I was like, oh, because I just felt like my torso could rip apart. There was so much blue light just blowing out of there. I was like, fuck. So that went on for a while. How many times has that happened to you, Orlando? <laughs> Every Thursday at 4 p.m. So I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck. So that went on for quite a while. And uh, then I'm. I, I kind of start I start seeing start seeing this um this like this tube right and I'm like looking at it I'm like all right chest is still exploding <laughs> and uh, that becomes a theme throughout all my ceremonies <laughs> and so then I start thinking that's a tube I need to go down that tube right so I start trying to go down this tube I'm seeing and like I'm kind of having a hard time I'm like sort of treading space time and then um I see Howard he appears like in my vision and um like whipping a cow he goes find it brother find it and i was like all right i'm gonna find it and i start going down there and then ayahuasca starts showing me things to try and scare me off the path it shows me like um like a giant snake or like a, a bug that's like two inches away from my eyeball or like a, her face like she looks like angelina jolie but like it morphs into the the skull preacher from beetlejuice or something <laughs> and i just kept laughing because i'm like you're not gonna fucking scare me like you can do anything you want yeah. you know you, you can show piranhas eating my eyeballs uh, yeah. and i don't i just don't care and it would like laugh at me like it like it was play, being playful like it would giggle and then and then it would i start going down the tube some more and then it would go um, here, how about this? How about this? Does this scare? How about some nausea? And I would go like, no, bitch. And I would like, I could feel the vines like creeping up my chest and I would like prune it back down with my mind. And I would be like, and it would be like, you're not going to get down the tube. And I, would be, I said, you know what? I don't care if I do anything else this entire night. I got all night. I'm getting to the bottom of that fucking tube. You know, I don't care what you say. I'll be here for until morning. I don't care. So I'm, I'm trudging down there. So then I think, oh, I should grow wings. So sensible thing to think, yep. right? Yep. So these wings just rip out of my back. And I start flying down this tube. And then I'm meeting a bit of traction again. And so then I think uh, I see like a bunch of loved ones, like very close to me appear in front of me. And they all, um, and Howard is among them, and they all go and morph into my wings. My wings become gigantic. And so they're like, their consciousness are in these wings. And I'm like flying and soaring down this tube. A lot of other twists and turns. I finally get to the bottom, and um, that's where. Um, oh, well, at one point, um, a giant eagle comes and looks at me in the face and goes, "You're an eagle." And I was like, "No, I'm not. Get out of my way." And I, start, I keep flying, <laughs> and then the giant eagle head comes back and is like, "You're an eagle." And I was like, "No, I'm not. Out of my way." <laughs> so then I go, "I'm this thing," and like I morph myself into this like beautiful white feathered like beast looking thing, and then the eagle comes back and goes, "No, man, you're an eagle." And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that like beautiful white feathered beast thing. That's like vanity. That's like spiritual vanity. I'm not that thing. That's like trying to be unique or like like pleasing to the eye. I was like, yeah, I'm an eagle. So whenever I thought that, the eagle head that was looking at me like reverses and goes shunk and like sticks into my third eye. So I have like an eagle's like head coming out of my third eye. And so I'm flying down this tube, right? And... um Oh, and whenever that happened, my, my heart opening exploded again. And I got this crazy wave of energy. And I hear this voice from wherever, infinity, goes, Now you know what fierce love feels like. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, 
you know, and my focus was crazy. That's whenever my crazy, you know, animal eyes that you saw kicked in was because yeah. my focus was like five dimensional, right? Yeah. So I, uh, I get to the bottom of this tube and it's like, uh, you're an eagle, you know, you've got the eagle coming out of your, your third eye. You're ready to find something. Yep. And uh, then that's where I see the source. It goes, here's the source, you know, um, there's the source code. Um, and then all the stuff I explained earlier about that. Um, and then I go, um, there's a couple of different little subtleties about that. I was, I was talking to the source. I asked it my purpose, why it was showing me all this and so forth. And it told me that I'd been outsourced by the source and my function in life was to be a mirror, for, you know, was to where I worked for the source and I should be a mirror so other people can see the source within themselves. And it said, that's how you can be of service is just continue your existence and people will like catch a glimpse of the reflection of their source within you. And it will, you know, basically get them on the path of their own. So I thought, okay, cool. I can do that. Mm -hmm. You know? So then I started thinking like, how can I like move energy and feed it back to the grid? And it goes, blow it out the chimney. Right. <laughs> so through my giant heart opening, I start breathing in the energy, taking it up to my eagle third eye, eagle head. And then instead of normally pushing it back out my heart, which I would do in a meditation, I push it out the top of my head. And I'd never done that before. And I could feel it felt like a, it felt like really if you're constipated and you feel yourself like taking a taking a bad oh, it's kind of gross. You feel like yourself taking a shit, you know? It's kind of like that same weird, like sluggy like movement moving through the back of my head and then it just goes shook out the top of my head, right? I was shitting love out of the top of my head. <laughs> just clearing up some gunk. Right. Probably. Well no, it's it's going back into the 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 source, right? Yeah. And so um that went on for a while. I kind of, it goes, this is your instrument, play your instrument. So I was like, all right. So it was like, I was doing work, was like breathing that in and pushing all this out the source. So, you know, this is a lot, you know, I'm leaving out of course, a lot of detail for time. And, and it was so um, just mind blowing and intense that uh, I felt like tapped out. And I remember saying to Ayahuasca, like, look, I can't, I can't see, I can't <laughs> think it. I can't, I think you might've told me too much. Like, yeah. I can't remember all this, like, you know, I, I thank you so much. I can't remember, you know, and I'm afraid I'm going to forget stuff. And he goes, do you want to know more? <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I've already, I'm already worried. I'm going to forget what, you know, what I've you already, already been, toned, yeah. been told. And it like, as if the room like was cut in half, it opens like a industrial elevator door goes and then closes. And it was like, like a, um, sort of like an Apple screensaver, like the default one, all that, like the little the multicolored light. It's uh -huh. like that in there. And it was like, are you sure? And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here. Let me see it. So um, I'm sitting there and uh, <laughs> sitting there and <laughs> I start looking around and like everyone starts looking like they're covered in like a candy shell or something. Right. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's cool. Uh, and I look at one person and it looks like they're, their body is covered in like like hundreds of gallons of Vaseline, like some bad Matthew Barney installation. Right? <laughs> and uh, I don't know what that is, but I have a fucking great idea. So. He's an he's artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so uh, I'm looking at this person and this like white tube comes out of this pile of Vaseline and it's like waving in front of my face. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I should go in there. And so I've got the eagle, eagle eye comes on, the wings are out. You just, you just see a hole and you want to yeah. go in it, Corey. That's right. No time to waste. <laughs> so 
I go. I like, go, wait, a hole? Yeah. A two? I'm in. I'm in. Let's, let's go. Let's plunge head so, first. Yeah, eagle costume on, role playing, baby. So I go flying in there, and there's like all these conduits, like in the shape of diamonds, right? Like geometric conduits. So I'm flying around these conduits, and um, I see this like black stuff around one of the connection points. And I start like ripping at it with my, uh, my hand looks like an eagle claw. I'm looking at it. And in real life, I'm actually like scratching my leg like this, like, Ugh. but I feel like I'm scratching this black matter, right? And I feel like I'm pecking at it with my beak. And I'm like tearing this stuff off and throwing it out of this tube. And after I ripped it all off, there's this like red pulpy stuff that was there. It looked like something injured. And it said something to me, like a topic about what that was about. Mm-hmm. And I, then I thought, oh, I should get out of here. So I fly out of there. Um, other interesting thing happened that night. Uh, a lot of interesting. And stuff. so this, and obviously you're you're not mentioning who it is and what the specifics are because you know yeah, it's, it's private. Protect, it's private. Yeah. It's private information. But that's you know that's really seems like what some of the shamanic path would be would be right. like finding these things about people. Oh, what's the sort? What's the root cause right. of this? And then you know seeing if you can energetically or even through words or love or whoever you want to alter that just be like hey you know i see this is hurting let's see if we can fix this totally and it's like allowing allowing like them giving them the space to be able to fix it for themselves yeah you totally know? and so uh so a fast forward so that was interesting <laughs> and I, I you know so, so fast don't, so don't show any holes or two yeah. <laughs> unless you want to flying in there zip right in there <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> in an eagle costume <laughs> So um, I told all this to my mom, by the way, and um, she she was kind of paying attention and then laughing afterwards. She said, "Whenever I was a little kid, that we went to this this place where there was um, Native Americans selling these Native American. You know, my family's got some Native American, mm-hmm. and they were selling these a bunch of little you know um, figurines and whatnot." And apparently I was obsessed with and picked this man in the eagle costume. <laughs> and just said I kept it in my room for a long time when I was looking, wow. which is kind of a fun cool. connection. So to fast forward to um, the third ceremony, again, another heart opening at the beginning. It felt like my heart like ripped to the sides of my chest this time. A bunch of other interesting stuff. Um, so I get to the, uh, let's say the fourth ceremony. Now I'm just ready to rock, right? The, I mean, I already was, but man, fourth ceremony, I've, was so so ready i was like it was like i was going to an amusement park i was like okay let's let's play you know mm-hmm. so i go in there and this uh, is a such a stark contrast <laughs> to where i was i'm like crawling <laughs> barely alive to there like Kill me. please don't make me drink it again <laughs> yeah. well hey man you know it's i guess it's the 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 uh the scales you know i guess someone's got to have that experience for you know, it gives, you, gives you what you need man i had yeah. i had this experience you're talking about that was you know my second and third <laughs> sessions you know well my was, key is i'll just never do it again so <laughs> then we'll have the hard i'll have the i don't hardest. know man for you it might be like that <laughs> yeah. every time uh, you know? i hope like, so you gonna, I'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'll let everybody know <laughs> so so the fourth one i get in there i'm just ready you know and and uh howard goes up to me and he goes um i'm going to show you that less is more and he goes, if you pay attention to the teachings, you'll be able to see this without drinking anything at all. And I was like, okay. And then while he was down there, I said, hey, you know, um, I just want to thank you for everything. You know, and keep in mind, uh, people listening, that all throughout the days that we're there, all the off days, like we're with Howard, we're talking to him as friends, and also he's sharing his perspective and, you know, um, and just 
awakened mind with us and his, his time and space uh, yeah his he's one of those guys that has his own time zone when you're around him you know yeah. you're sharing all that and uh so there's a lot more than just the ceremonies um so i i said you know just thank you so much for for being an amazing mentor during all of this i said i've i've had maybe one other one in my life you know like mm -hmm. this and um he laughed and said choose wisely you know <laughs> and uh i just said you know I, I don't know what i can do to repay you but you know thank you so much and he said the feeling's mutual right and i was like that's interesting right cool so i go up and there was barely anything in the cup you know whenever i went to drink I drank it and I went and sat down and oh my God, <laughs> you know, 10, 20 minutes, whatever it was like my, like, okay. So the, the previously mentioned chest hole I talked about, if the space, if you had a giant, like say you had a beach ball in your chest and your, it was your torso. And that was like, the, it was like concrete in the space where the, the, the hole wasn't missing. So like below your abdomen, up over your shoulders, like a, like a, a tank top or something. Mm -hmm that area just like melted away like it was like shattering rock in my entire torso from my waist to my neck just exploded into a river of like multicolored lights it was like just gushing it was like if you took a brick out of a dam it was like right so so much so that my entire body was like vibrating i was like i was like trying to breathe i was like because i was just like and um, you're like, quick, I'm vibrating, find yeah, a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone hop <everyone>, on. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the interesting, uh, I saw another animal during that, that which was a serpent. And um, uh, it's a bit, you know, we don't have time for me to go into to about that one, but a lot of interesting, good things with the serpent, clearing other people's energies and chakra centers with this, like, in command you know with the serpent uh during that which is very interesting mm -hmm. um but uh apart from the gushing rivers of of love and energy that was coming out of me uh and i could see it was like it was like the shining you know, like where the elevator doors open and the blood comes out but it's like multicolored light and it was like washing inside of the ceremonial maloka just like up the walls everywhere soaking everyone right and uh i started like looking around and i would just like i was looking at people <clears throat> and like when I mentioned this to you about you, it was like, I was just kind of looking at people during that. And I saw, like I looked at you and I just saw, like I started seeing like someone throwing down a bunch of Polaroids. And I was like seeing like Aubrey as a kid, Aubrey like having this experience, him having this. And I was like, I wasn't there for any of these as him <laughs> as a child. Like, like, and I look at someone else and I would see these other experience, like people I'd never met from the other side of the world, you know, seeing experiences, like someone just throwing down a bunch of Polaroids. And um, then I would hear, I heard someone say like, Corey. And I was like, what? And I looked over it, who it was and they didn't really say it, but I heard their voice like in that psychic space. And they like, I looked at him and I look and I'd see this black stuff like around them. And I would just kind of look at it and it would like disappear. Like it would like crumble up and like go away. And I was like, that's interesting. And it kept happening. I'd hear someone else say, Corey, and I, what? And I look over there and I'd see this black stuff and it would just crumble and go away. So then I kind of sat back and um, I started seeing it just coming out of everyone, like these this black, like, st like I don't know how to describe, almost like silly putty or something, but a bit more like calcified. And it's like coming, rising up out of people. I, and I was seeing all sorts of crazy shit. I was seeing people's souls rise out of their body and just like float above them and stuff. And I like, could see like into their, like their lives and things. And like, 
um, like moving this snake like through their bodies and all that stuff. And I mean, the the seeing the the souls levitate out of the body is, is something that like it's still it actually kind of fucks with me still. Like it's still that's the one image that I'm like. I almost can't even like process it. <laughs> like the Man- river of mandalas is one thing, but like seeing souls lift out of people's bodies and then their history. So I'm sitting there looking at all this stuff, and then I look and I notice that like all of the black stuff is also like there's, it's like vanishing. And I look up and I see Howard sitting at the front of the ceremony space, and he's kind of just looking left and right slowly. And as he's doing that, those energies or those that black stuff is like vanishing. And I was like, oh, that's what he's doing up there. Is he's just tending the garden with no effort, just like a pure straight up gangster, just like, just, you know, laying it down. And then I look at, uh, at Don Rober and he looks like a Byzantine painting. He's just gold and there's like gold light. Like his chest is a doorway and there's just like gold light flowing out. I mean, it looks like he's like floating, right? So then I start feeling this negative force, which was the first time I felt anything really negative in there. But I felt like it was outside of the Maloka, and it was like coming up behind me. And um, for for you all who haven't heard before, there's these things called mapachos, which are like I guess cigarettes essentially, but it's just tobacco, you know, natural tobacco rolled and smoked, used for different species purposes. Yeah, that grows down there in Absolutely. South America. Yeah, so they use those a lot incessantly during the during the ceremonies. They light them and they do this thing that they go, which is them moving, you know, energy clearing is what they would say, or they'd use it to set an intention and so forth. So I'm sitting there, it's pitch black, I'm feeling this negative force, and I start going, uh-oh. And I actually kind of got up and looked out the window a little bit to see if I could see anything. And there was nothing out there, but I felt this daunting force coming. And uh, I started thinking like, uh-oh, I should, <laughs> I should probably try, I gotta try and do something about this. <laughs> so I start breathing in, and I've still got the, the river of energy flowing out of me, but I think I'm gonna try and breathe in something and, and make this thing go away, try and tame this thing that's coming. So as I'm like trying to put the plan together, I like breathe in, I'm like, all right, here we go. And then Don Robert, just like a like a like a um, old west, like a cowboy, like lights one of the mapachos and goes, and the thing just disappeared. It was like <laughs> it was like Billy the Kid, like bam. Yeah. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, um, and then yeah, there's so much more to tell. I saw hundreds of gods. I talked to a bunch of different species of gods that looked like thundercats. You know, nice. um, Thundercat gods. Yeah. I didn't even hear that Pan- story. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was so much on that fourth ceremony. I could, couldn't even start. To Have get you into written it. it down or anything? What's that? Have you written it down or anything? Um, I did audio diaries of each uh-huh. one, you know, after the night of, like before I went to bed. So it was all fresh. Nice. Yeah, apparently my my folks looked like uh, Panthro. I think Panthro in his name, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the one, the blue guy from. Anyway. I dressed up as Tigro one year. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice for sure. It was stellar. We had the full. We had the full cats: Chitara, Lionel, Panthro. Boom, boom. The amazing thing about it, the one of the things, another to get back to the poltergeist stuff that challenges my kind of the scientific materialist part of my mind is, I mentioned those experiences of looking at people, hearing them call my name, or seeing things about their life, and. I kind of casually said, hey, maybe this is just the ayahuasca talking, but it's too cool for me not to mention that I saw this and this and this. And people were like, what the fuck? Like I that ex- I had that experience as a kid and I was thinking about that. Or yeah. I did think about you during the experience. And I wanted you to like, I was asking you to like come over and like, I don't know, like I almost wanted you to sit by me or something during the ceremony. And I was like thinking about you. Um, and those are the people that I heard call my name. You well, know? I know for me, you know, you mentioned all those 
Polaroids for some reason. I didn't even mention this in my solo cast because it wasn't that significant for me. But I had this full recounting of my whole childhood and life, and I, I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all of these old memories. I, I was just basically like looking through my old memory photo album, just kind of browsing, scanning. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh oh, I remember that. That was that was gone. <laughs> like, yeah. this, like I totally forgot about that, and I was just going through the whole thing. And, and it's then, so creepy. Like I'm like, yeah, wasn't that a nice memory? <laughs> 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 Arm on the shoulder. Like, Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, did I invite you to go look at this memory book yeah. or did, did you just come <laughs> Apparently, in? Apparently, <laughs> you opened the door, homie. Uh, yeah. I, I made the hole. Yeah, yeah, and I zipped right in there. <laughs> well, yeah, man. The crotchless eagle costume came flying right in. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to get into some more details yeah. in the, uh, of the Thundercat gods. and uh, Oh, for sure. Some more of that. For sure. More so. to come. Well, Corey, my brother, it's been, uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, we had a great time down there. It mm-hmm. was great, and I was lo- it was great seeing different sides. I think you know both of us. It was really fun being down there, and yeah. just got to see other sides of each other, and like the amount of, I mean, talk about ha- putting your coat up at the door, man, you know, hanging <laughs> yeah. your meat body up at the door, and going into the party, and, you know, as a just a you know a piece of mandala code and a That's little in a little um, container, and you think you're gonna go down there and hide something? Forget it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like if you, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can wear clothes to cover your genitals, kind right. of, but that's like the most coverage you're going to get. You yeah. Know, like, period. Everything yeah. else is going to come out. So, yeah. it's quite, quite a ritual. And for, for anyone listening, I, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, <clears throat> some people are more prepared than others, I think. Um, some people are more, you know, however much spiritual work I think you've done and, and not, you know, phony, holy stuff, but real, authentic, you know, nuts and bolts, spiritual work you've done, I think, um, will have something to do with it, how mm-hmm. clean your castle is. Um, but if you have the, I think if you have the courage to be willing to drink it, then you're ready because that's all it takes is it takes open heart, open mind, and the courage to want to grow and know more. And if you have all of that, then, you know, the cosmic world is yours. It's going to do it smooth like. Because it's bad, <laughs> motherfucker. Yes, it is. Corey, my man, you were a bad motherfucker as well. Thank you for stopping by, brother. Um, hit him one more time with your contact info. And oh, yes. We'll wrap uh, this bitch up. Twitter's at Quiet Design, which I'm actually thinking about changing that. So if anyone has any good ideas, let me know. Uh, and then my website is... Heartgape. <laughs> Heart, Heart Goatsy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't Google Goatsy, everybody. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's so a dash allen A-L-L-E-N dot com. And that's the website. So there it is. Don't sleep on Heartgate, Corey. <laughs> Someone's probably already going to register before me. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my brother. Catch up another time soon, man. Yes, sir. I'm gone for a few days, but uh, let's go grab some dinner next week. Let's do it. And to you, my lovelies, thanks for tuning in one more time. And uh, we're back again soon. Peace.